okay. I'm I'm back, bitch. I don't know who I think I am starting off a podcast like this. I feel like I always started off the same way, so it tried to spice it up, and it was not... Uh, I wouldn't say I was successful. Anyway, as I mentioned in the last episode 15 years ago, I I did a little move, and then I did not find the groove that I thought and promised that I would find in getting back to regular posted episodes, but I'm trying again. That's all we can do in this life. I I think I'll be better this time. I think I just got excited that I was vaccinated and I had some friends coming to visit and then I was just excited to live life again and I was not bored. And as, by the way, this is scary stories to tell when you're bored. And like I said, I was not bored for a minute there. And I, I do want to do this regularly though, bored or not, because this is, it is a passion project for me. That sounds super lame, but I am very fascinated by this stuff. So it's not, I wasn't just doing it because I was bored. It was just, you know, Anyway, we are back. Again, I will try to keep posting. I know this is not coming out on a Wednesday, but I will try to keep posting on Wednesdays. I'm going to try to get back on that groove. I feel like I keep missing Wednesday, and then I say, like, I'll do it next time. So, And I never do, so I think I just need to get this one out and then, you know, get the ball rolling and keep going from there. Um, just a little uh, preface, I guess. If you hear, number one, my cat, she can be kind of annoying and she's very curious as to what's going on on my desk. So that might be an issue, not an issue, but you might hear her. Or number two, my upstairs neighbors are very dainty little things, but somehow sound like Santa Claus on the roof on Christmas Eve. So if if you hear thudding, it's not paranormal activity noises, hopefully. It's just, it's just that. Um, Anyway, we are back. I am going to do, I think this is the third in the Haunted Objects series. And I do want to do more haunted objects eventually, but I think I'm going to cap it off at this one for now, at least. Um, I'm going to be doing the Annabelle doll, which you can probably see from the title of this episode, unless I come up with a witty one. No, I'm not. It's the Annabelle doll. No surprises here. Um, I love the Conjuring universe. I know I'm not unique in that, but I really do. And Annabelle is central to almost all of it, I would say. So I figured why not do her? I mean, not do her. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. Shall we begin? Oh, actually, before we do begin, let me know if there are any other haunted objects or anything similar to like this theme. So when I do, like I said, I will be doing more. So when that happens, give me something to research, please. Why did I just sound like that? I don't know. Anyway, we are beginning now. So the story begins in 1970 when a nurse named Donna was given Um, what appeared to be a normal Raggedy Ann doll as a birthday gift from her mother. And might I add, this was her 28th birthday gift, which is already kind of suspicious because I'm 28. And if someone gave me a Raggedy Ann doll for my birthday, I'd be a little offended. Not going to lie. I'm not, I don't need a gift. Just don't give me anything if you're going to give me Raggedy Ann. No offense to Raggedy Ann. It just, okay. I'm carrying on too much about this. Anyway. um, Oh, what I was going to say before. Almost all of my research came from a History Channel magazine called Haunted History, as well as a website called History versus Hollywood. So I just wanted to shout those out before, you know, before carrying on. I want to give credit where credit is due. Um, and according to the uh, History versus Hollywood website, it, they say that it's likely that the doll was given to her new because the clothing that the doll was wearing was not, it, it didn't 
what's the word? It didn't predate the 70s. And because this was 1970 on the year, um, it's unlikely that it has already gone through one owner and on to its second. Obviously, it's not impossible, but that's just what they're guessing. The movie likes to portray it as um, a demon entering way before Donna, who um, Donna and her roommates, they are in the beginning of The Conjuring, the first Conjuring. So you can see a little glimpse of the real history there. But um, like I said, it did not... It's not this old, old doll from like prairie times like it is in Annabelle Creations. Um, So anyway, we're carrying on now. Um, Because Donna was a 28-year-old with a Raggedy Ann gift, I'm assuming she just used it as decoration because what else are you going to do with a doll at 28? I mean, I don't want to judge. I'm judging, but I don't want to, so I'm going to stop. Anyway, she uses decoration. She would put it on her bed. And the first weird thing that would happen is she would find the doll in a different position than when she left it. She would often find it on its side or leaning against a dining room chair, which is weird, or standing on its feet, which is also weird because from my memory, Raggedy Ann dolls are, they're not like they're cotton, they're raggedy little, you know, they're not a structured like plastic doll that you could just stand up either way. Even if it was, that would be scary as hell. Um, And they also one time found her kneeling on a chair, which was especially concerning because they couldn't make the doll kneel even if they tried to themselves because she would just keep falling over. So that was the first little, um, I would say the beginning of the hauntings of the doll or I don't know, paranormal activity. Yeah, haunting is probably right. But if it's demonic, is it haunting or is it harassing? You know, I'm not an expert. Anyway, we're carrying on. Um, anyway, so eventually she would start finding the doll in completely different rooms than when she left it. And after Donna and her roommate, who was a fellow nurse, Angie, began finding notes with messages like help me or help Lou, which was the name of Angie's fiance, who was staying in the apartment at the time. I don't know if he was an official roommate, but he was there. Um, and also these notes were made on parchment paper, which they did not have in the house, which added an even more mysterious element to where these notes were coming from. So after this started happening, that's when they decided to seek out the help of a psychic. So they did that. They found one. They had a seance with the psychic and the, the person, I'm the person, the psychic person, I was going to say woman, I don't want to assume. Anyway, uh, they said that a spirit named Annabelle Higgins came forth and this spirit of Annabelle claimed to belong to a seven-year-old girl who before the apartment buildings were built had died on the property. So died on the land, kind of like a pet cemetery vibe. Is it? I don't remember. Anyway. Um, so long before these apartments were built and Donna being an empathetic nurse, you know, I mean, we're assuming she's empathetic. I feel like to go into that healthcare, you have to have some kind of compassion for human beings, but she decided to allow the doll to inhabit or no, sorry, allow the spirit to inhabit the doll so she could have a home again because she felt bad that this displaced little girl didn't have anywhere to go. I also want to know, um, another source claimed that Donna found, bl- uh, quote, blood on the back of the doll's hand and three drops of blood on its chest, end quote. And that's when she was prompted to contact the psychic. So I just wanted to add that just for, just to be thorough. But either way, um, the medium, it, whoever, whatever the reason was, this happened about four to six weeks after the initial like doll tipping over on the bed, whatever. So it was about a month and a half, a month to a month and a half in that they were already concerned enough to contact a quote unquote professional, depending on what you believe. Now, as you can imagine, things did not get better after this, but they got worse after, you know, inviting a spirit to inhabit a doll, which we know now 
to not ever do. We learn from others' mistakes. Don't invite a spirit to live in anything in your home or yeah, just don't, just don't do that. Never a good idea. Never the, no. Okay. So poor little Lou, as we mentioned, it's uh, Donna's roommate's roommate, Angie's fiance. He seemed to have gotten the worst of all of this. He, poor guy, was staying in the apartment one night and he quote, woke suddenly from a deep sleep and realized he was unable to move. He saw the Annabelle doll at his feet and watched as it slowly glided up his leg, kind of hot, and over his chest, kind of hot. Uh, before he knew it, the doll had begun to strangle him until he blacked out. He woke up the next morning certain that this experience was not a dream, end quote. So already, I mean, I, I believe that they would have mentioned that he had a previous history of night terrors before this. I think this wouldn't seem so odd if he had had that history. Again, who freaking knows? This is just me assuming. Um, and then in a separate instance... Again, poor little Lou heard rustling noises coming from Donna's room. And so he waited outside the door for the noises to stop. And when he entered, he saw Annabelle in the corner of the room, which obviously she's left on the bed. She's not, whatever. Um, As he began to walk over to her, he got this weird feeling that someone was behind him or like watching him. So he turned around and he, uh, quote, found himself doubled over grabbing his chest, unquote. And then when he looked to see what was causing this pain, he saw that he had seven claw-like burning scratches on his chest. And uh, just for just for detail's sake, there were four horizontal scratches and three vertical. And they healed quickly, which, I mean, like within a couple of days, which alone, no matter what, if, even if you know what causes the scratches, that's a pretty, that's a rapid healing process for something that deep, I would say, or something that burns you. Donna then decided that because people were now being physically harmed by the doll, she decided that she had maybe made a mistake by inviting the spirit in and that she was in over her head. And she decided to contact an Episcopal priest named Father Hegan, who then contacted a superior, Father Cook. And Father Cook took it upon himself to get in touch with Ed and Lorraine Warren, who we obviously know as the main people in the Conjuring series. They're demonologists and um, Lorraine. Did I say... Elaine, because I definitely meant Lorraine. I don't know. I don't know if I said it, but just in case I did, we're going to correct myself quickly. Um, Lorraine had like just a quick little tidbit. She had psychic abilities and Ed was kind of more like the, the hands-on business guy, if that makes sense. Okay. Maybe business guy isn't like the right way to describe him, but she was the one that had like these natural clairvoyant gifts and he was more on the pure investigative side, rather than bringing his own natural talent. He was a self-taught man. I'm not doing it justice. Maybe, maybe it's not really a scary story, I guess, but maybe I can do an episode about the Warrens, like a little biographical episode. I don't know. Let me know if you would or would not like to hear that. Um, Anyway, when the Warrens got involved, they recommended that Father Cook performed an exorcism on Donna's apartment, as well as bless everyone in the apartment. So, uh, Donna, Angie, Lou, I'm sure all the people involved just to cleanse everyone of the evil energy that had been in there. And it was then that the Warrens deemed it to be a, um, an inhuman, like demonic entity that was possessing Annabelle or pretending to be Annabelle possessing the doll. And Donna then decided to allow the Warrens to take the doll away, which they did. And they took it back to their museum in Monroe, Connecticut, called the Warren's Occult Museum. And I'm not sure if COVID has anything to do with um, 
Actually, I don't think it does. They are, from what I can see online, they it is temporarily clo- temporarily closed because they're looking for a new venue, not venue, but um, location for the museum. But until you know recently, uh, the Annabelle doll had been on display there for people to go through and look at all the haunted objects. And then Annabelle was in a glass case locked, and it said positively no warning, positively do not touch. So, I mean. That would be cool to see. I don't know if they're gonna if they're gonna reopen. Both of the Warrens have since passed. I don't know if their daughter is gonna do anything with the museum. I feel like they have to with all these movies coming out. Still, there that's just such a good like monetary decision to just keep it going. Um, that's my personal opinion. Obviously, don't do anything if you don't love it just for the money. But it seems to be like this is a family passion. I mean, actually, you know what? I'm saying that out of nowhere. I don't know anything about their daughter. Whatever. Anyway, according to Ed Warren, uh, there was a man who had passed away or had been killed, quote unquote, by this doll. And the story is that he and his girlfriend, so not Ed, but the man and his girlfriend arrived uh, to the museum via the man's motorcycle. And during his tour there, which I believe was led by Ed himself. So this was a while ago because Ed is dead. that rhyme didn't mean to be insensitive anyway we're carrying on so during the tour the man uh i guess was being super disrespectful and was tapping on the glass uh, that the doll was kept in and uh kept mocking the doll and um apparently according to ed he um told the doll to scratch him like he did to lou if you know angie's fiance and at that point ed was like that's enough you're out because obviously not everyone believes in this stuff, but clearly the Warrens did. So if he's going to be doing that kind of stuff, that's not, Ed doesn't want that going on. So he kicked him out. And then about three hours later, the man lost control of his motorcycle and hit a tree. And unfortunately, he did not survive the crash, which, I mean, obviously don't be a disrespectful a-hole in general, but that doesn't, you don't deserve to die for that. Not in my opinion, at least call me sympathetic, but I think that 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 is still a sad life lost. And his girlfriend, although she didn't die, she had to be hospitalized for a year. So, I mean, people could say this is a coincidence, but this wouldn't be the first time we've heard of a disrespected doll getting their revenge now, is it? And that concludes the story of Annabelle. It was short. I feel like this is like when you're in school and you spend hours doing a project and you find out that it equates to like a five minute speech. Uh, This was a quickie. I almost didn't um, decide to upload it. But I think for me personally, when I'm listening to a podcast, yeah, sometimes I put it on because I have a long drive, but sometimes I also want just like a little quickie because I'm getting from point A to point B real fast. I don't have, I'm not in the mood for any kind of music. So hopefully this can be that just a little, get you to target, you know, find some parking, maybe do a lap in the lot if you need a little bit more time. But, um, Yeah, so I'm back. I will be doing more. I promise. I have a couple episodes already written, so I don't think there should be such a lag. I mean, you know what? No, there will not be such a lag next time. Um, Thank you. I check my stats. Not that like, I mean, I'm just curious, but some people have still been listening and I appreciate that. I'm surprised by it, honestly. So hopefully if you are, I don't know where you're discovering this, but um, keep, I hope to keep bringing you stuff to listen to. And I hope that you like it. If you could, if you wouldn't mind, just, I mean, it really does help the uh, liking and the reviewing, all of that, or subscribing. I don't know. I watch a lot of YouTube 
do whatever you got to do for podcasts, please. That would be greatly appreciated. And again, I'm always, always, always looking for new things, places, people, weird things to research to cover on here um, and just learn about in general. So if you have anything, you can submit it to Scary Board Pod on Instagram. Just let me know. Send me a DM. I'll check it. Um, and I think that concludes it. Thank you very much for listening. And I will, I will see you or you will hear me next week. Goodbye.